Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. I'm here with uh, Greg Ducharme, Patrick McDonald. Patrick, how, how are we doing today? Doing great, Coach. Uh, really happy to join you guys <laughs> at the special Thursday edition. We're drafting, so you are wearing the correct attire, and uh, we'll be shelling out some jerseys on stage, some handshakes, some daps, some hugs, all of the above. You know what the oldest I've felt in the last probably five years, Patrick, is watching the uh, about this hat – uh, that you're making fun of me for deservedly. So Never. I bought it yeah. from my, my son's flag football team. So you, I hope you feel good about that. Um, I'm helping coach, but I saw Andy Reed wearing the same hat, uh, the chiefs version on Sunday. And I was like, man, I've, I'm, I'm wearing like Andy Reed style gear. That's not, <laughs> a, that's not a great like destination that I've gotten to in life. Well, I mean, I would just figure you're a Mike McDaniel type, you know, innovator, fast-paced offense, get the ball out in space. Did you see him run away from the camera on Sunday? Unbelievable. That guy what, is hilarious. What was he doing? I Okay, I, I honestly, by the way, Greg Ducharme also here. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm loving this banter, loving picturing you on the sidelines, running up and down the sidelines, uh, covering your mouth, playing, calling in plays. I, I, it's a, it's a great picture. Okay, one, we're actually allowed on the field, so I'm not on the sidelines. Oh, two, I definitely cover up my mouth when I call plays, which is, yeah. I, I, I feel like a, I feel like a, a, a professional. What? I didn't see this live, Patrick. What I saw, I was at the gym, NBD, on like Monday. And I saw a clip of it, and I was like, "What is he? Do- what? What was the context? What happened?" The camera guy was just following him, and he just went full forty-yard <laughs> dash mode back to the locker room, just cause nothing like provoked it other than the camera about to be in his face and him he, playing he, a lo- little joke on them. He went full Bryson and Tim Tucker. Yeah, honestly, that, that's a great point. <laughs> that's unbelievable. So. I told you guys kind of uh, before we got started, got this hat. I'm coaching my son's fight football team. I'm not the head coach. I'm sort of helping my, my friend out. And he was like, okay, I'm going to make you the offensive coordinator this year, which I'm like way too excited about. I'm drawing up plays. Me and my, my nine-year-old are drawing up plays together and talking about who to get the ball to and all this stuff. And, and so I'm super excited. I see these, these Dolphins hats, which they're the Dolphins. See these Dolphins hats at the store. I buy one for me and my friend that's coaching, and, and we're way too into it, obviously. The problem was you get to the game on Saturday, and the kids are kind of overwhelmed by what's going on. There's too, too many different things going on, right? And I I don't know that I've been that stressed since, like, finals in college like every every play 
every every play call, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. And then you want to kind of watch. Like, yeah, I want to watch my kid play. And yet I got to be thinking about the next call that I'm making. And so we get to the fourth quarter. We ended up winning. And we're up big in the fourth. And I go over to my buddy that's the head coach. And I'm like, he looks at me and he's like, it's not that easy, is it? And I was like, man, I need a cigarette. Like, I don't even smoke. This is this is outrageous. Do you have any do you have any tips, Craig? But for coaching, for smoking, for for calming down on the sideline? Draw, I mean, write up all your plays in advance. I don't know. Get your uh, get the ball to your son. That's a good way. Uh, that's probably a good thing to do. There you go. Oh, do not show the competitors this whatsoever. If anybody from the, the the Chargers is watching this, then that would be that would be shocking. How many uh, points did you guys put up? Uh, we we scored three touchdowns uh, and but missed two extra points and got a safety, so we got an unconventional twenty one points. Okay. That's wow. a pretty well, okay. well-rounded effort. Good team yeah. win. Yeah, it was great. How's the quarterback? You trust Well, it's 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 my son. So yes, I do trust him. <laughs> oh, so you don't have to worry about getting him the ball. No, I gotta worry about uh him. He thinks he's so he's got he's got a he's got a decent arm and he can throw it a little bit. He he likes to throw like the the 25 yard out instead of like the seven yard stop, which is a problem. And, and he does this um, sort of like Madden video game thing where he just keeps backing up, backpedaling (laughs) and you're like that, that doesn't work. If your arms like not a 99 on Madden, (laughs) that's, that's a problem. (laughs) It's so fun though. It's great. Do you coach your kids, Greg? No, uh, they don't listen to me. Um, they're a little, they're still a little, my oldest is five. So he's not really in team like organized. Okay. Where they're playing games quite yet. Um, yeah, but I mean, we play in the backyard, but I yeah. give him a tip. He's just now starting to listen and get into things a little bit like T-ball, like where to stand in T-ball. Very, very yeah. basic level stuff. Uh it's not stressful at all. It's just he he doesn't he doesn't listen to dad. What does sure. dad know? You know how it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's more it's more fun than I thought it would be. Like I I've, I haven't been the head coach of anything, but I've helped out with baseball and football, and it's been it's been cool. It's been like fun time with my son and his friends, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Okay, this this is not why we're having this podcast today. We're actually gonna have. We're going to have a draft, which, like Patrick said, uh, that's why I'm wearing my, my draft day hat. Uh, hand, I, I don't know if I'm handing it out or accepting it or what, but uh, we're going to draft all 24 players that are in the Ryder Cup. So 12 for the U.S., 12 for Europe. The thing that I don't know, and maybe we can bring Josh in on this, we're drafting these guys. Are we drafting them? What end are we drafting them to? Is it, and maybe you guys talked about this, but is it how many points they're going to score this year? who we would want on our team if we had a team of eight. We're basically drafting three teams of eight. Like, what is the what is our goal here as we're doing this, Producer Josh? At the end of the Ryder Cup, one of your three teams will have will win based on points. Okay, so. that's, that's 
what I was hoping. That's what I thought. And I think you, Josh, actually have a question about uh, about the Ryder Cup to, to determine draft order here. Indeed. So Price is right style. Can't go over. 24 players in the Ryder Cup, of course. How many total Ryder Cup points are those 24 players bringing to the Ryder Cup combined? So, so like throughout their careers. Yeah. So everyone that's played in a Ryder Cup before has one points of the 24 together. How many total Ryder Cup points are being brought to Rome this year? It's a great question. So, for example, I know that I know that. Well, I shouldn't give out numbers, but I know that Rory. <laughs> I know that I know that Rory has like fifteen and a half. Like he has twelve wins and seven ties. I, or cool. something great. something oh, like he, that he's like he's 12 12 and 4 so oh, okay gosh, so he has stop, he has four ties sorry <laughs> yeah well right, to give I'll, you I'll, go, idea. I'll, I'll go ahead i'll go ahead um 30 32 well rory's got rory's got 14 on his own 30 yeah you guys didn't let me finish um <laughs> 35 <laughs> oh my gosh okay I'm going to say uh, 64. I'll say 36. Oh, come on, Greg. Come no, on. No, Patrick, I was right there with you in the 30s. A lot of the guys don't have yeah, a lot of experience. Patrick Hovland, they've never won a point. Yeah, but you've got Rose, Spieth, JT, Cantlay, yeah. Xander. What uh? Yeah, but those guys are at like three and a half each. Yeah. Yeah, but there's twenty. There's sixteen players that. Have okay, scored. Josh, we're on the edge of our yeah. seat here. Yeah. Fleetwood, <laughs> Rom. It's eighty-three and a half. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was way lower. Eighty-three and a half. Do you know to continue? So, so the I guess do you want that to be the order, or do you want to pick where you go, Kyle? Do you just want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I, I want to go first. Yes. Okay. All right. Greg, I'll go, you want to go, I'll go second? And, yeah, I'll take the two spot. Okay. So KP, Greg, Patrick, and then we'll snake draft, right? So Patrick will will take twice. Oh Definitely wait. Snaking. Oh, okay. We're snaking. I actually, I actually don't want to go first. I want to go. No take. No take backs. But no, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you guessed thirty four. You should barely be allowed to draft. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Th- I want to go third, Josh. Okay. All right. I'll I'll take second. Okay. So Patrick oh, gets the first pick. Okay. okay. This is the the spot that I didn't do enough mock drafts in was the do, one hole. Do you want to do you want to guess how many of those eighty three and a half points each side is responsible for? Well, I think the U.S. only has like twenty five, so forty eight, twenty five Europe. It's forty three Europe, forty and a half. US. Oh, okay. But wow. 28 of those 43 come from Rose and Rory. I oh, I didn't even 14. I didn't even do that math right. It, it should have been 4835. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty close, but 28 of them come from Rory and Rose. So it's a yeah. little different. It's a little different. All right. Okay, Patrick. Patrick. With the first uh, pick in the Ryder Cup snake draft, Patrick McDonald selects. Well, now now I have I was expecting to go third. I thought I played you guys like a fiddle. 
purposely through this little question so I could get back-to-back picks around the bend. Um, first overall, you want a high floor and a high ceiling. I mean, you got to take one of the three euros, right? Mm, well, you got to you got to pick what what team you think's gonna. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Victor. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I the the only question I have about him is I I'm I feel pretty confident that Rory and Rom are going five matches. Do you feel confident that Victor's going five also? Well, he did go five in his debut, which uh, is encouraging. But yeah. Luke Donald even said, uh, I forget where I read it, where he he might not have anyone go all five. That was something he's heavily contemplating. They have extra caddies uh, in case the caddies get tired. They have, <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, that, no, that I, is barely a brutal walk. I believe yeah. you. I, I think that's an easy thing to say on September like 17th. And then when you're staring at Bob McIntyre and John Rom on yeah. September 29th, it's a little bit harder to, to follow through on. Oh, I, I totally agree. You know, whether these guys will sit someone like 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 a rom a bigger guy who the, the walk might be a little tougher for if he's just rolling 3 and oh do you sit him saturday afternoon absolutely not that's that's malpractice yeah absolutely not so they said i was going back through uh 2021 patrick they sat sergio after the first uh after the first session and sergio and rom just were just destroying worlds like they were just awesome and they sat sergio it was yeah. it was unconscionable. So I, I think Victor will go five. I'm really interested to see what they do with those top three if they pair two of them together at all, or, or do you think they will? Separated. I don't know. I I mean I could see Rom with Hovland maybe, um, but I, I I don't know if they want to separate them or kind of guarantee and lock in a point with two of the heavy hitters. I think they got a front load. I think they really got to put their their best players together. They got to get, try to guarantee points. And if they get to Saturday afternoon and they're gassed, you start mixing in some other players. I think they could run into trouble if they start spreading guys out. Now pairings don't mesh. All of a sudden, um, you could be in trouble. So yeah, I think you got to try to get the most out of your best players. I think, uh, you know what I think they're going to do? I have no idea, but Ludwig and Rory feels like it's going to happen. Yeah. Which is, is, <laughs> it seems problematic. Like, seems like it could be an issue for the U.S. It's just 330 down the middle in the face over and over and over again. Yeah. Like what, uh, Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark going up against that. It's like, I don't We'll, we'll see. Okay. Uh, Greg, right. second pick. I'm up got? second. Um, despite all that conversation, I'll go with Scotty Scheffler. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I, I think the U.S. is going to win this Ryder Cup. Uh, I think it's going to be really close. So I, I still think the Europeans are in play here. Um, but. Scotty Scheffler is the most reliable ball striker we have in the game. Uh, I think a lot of the issues the U.S. has had in the past has come from driving accuracy. And Scotty is a blend of 
what the Americans have done with distance and also with what the Europeans have done with accuracy. He has them both. Uh, and, I, and I think that kind of um, ball striking prowess gets him on the field a lot and maybe not five matches, but that might do well for him in come singles time. So I think Scotty is uh, going to come out ready to go and I, I can't leave him on the board any longer. Okay. Uh, I've got two picks here. And I think that I think this is an interesting decision because there's probably some wisdom in taking either can't maybe can't lay and Xander right here, but I don't. That's not very fun. Like I don't, it, I don't look forward to that. I, the, the thing about like I, I'm gonna go ahead and take Rory and Rom as my two picks. The thing about those two guys that is a little bit, I, I, I don't know how to f- like, they're going to get, they're going to have rips, right? They're going to probably play nine or 10 combined matches. The, the interesting thing is they weren't very good in Paris, right? Rory was, uh, I know Ron beat tiger, but Rory was not that good. And, you know, I think the thing that they're sort of that the Europeans are running into now is everybody's like the the, the PGA Tour is so homogenous that it kind of takes like one straightforward skill set to compete at all these different courses. And this this presumed European advantage where it's like, oh, well, they're just going to set the courses up, you know, to to favor the Euros. And it's like, I don't know, man, like all the Euros play on the PGA Tour, like everybody's kind of got the same skill set. And I don't know that it and I don't know how they're going to set the course up, but I don't know that it really benefits them to set it up in a European style because I think it neutralizes their two, like two of their best guys. I totally agree. I mean, this isn't the era of Ian Poulter anymore where he's bunting it out there two seventy five and just making a crap load of putts. These guys are bombing gouging it every single week, just like Wyndham Clark or uh, so, some of the Americans. So, I think it's really interesting and a, a good talking point ahead of the Ryder Cup how the skill sets between the Europeans and the Americans. I think Jamie Kennedy have, has been tweeting about it a lot. They're mm-hmm. pretty frick, they're pretty freaking similar. Yeah. yeah, I I think they are. Um, I I mean traditionally Rom has been a little more accurate off the tee, even though he's long. Hovland's extremely accurate. Um, you know Fleetwood is very reliable off the tee, especially with a mini driver. But I think also the Americans have come this year with guys who are accurate too, with Scheffler and Harmon and Homa and um, and Morikawa. You know these guys are really straight, uh, and and so it it seems to be whether it's bomb and gouge or not, it seems to be more balanced skill set wise. Yeah, and I think so, one thing right. one thing on that real quick, Greg, and then you can you can make your second pick is. I think the what you're saying is right. The skill sets are like if you just blind, if you just looked blindly at at each team's skill sets and didn't look at the names, you'd be like they're pretty similar. I think what's going to be interesting is the Euros are always really good at being patient and kind of taking what the course gives them. This was basically the story of Paris because you could make this argument for Paris that the skill sets were similar. But they were so patient. They didn't try to do too much. And the Americans just have traditionally gotten so 
especially on the road, so like worked up and antsy and and all these different things that they just make really bad decisions and do really dumb stuff a lot of times. And I think that's one thing to to watch out for as this uh, as this event unfolds as well. Okay, Greg, uh, second round pick. Who you got? Okay, I'm gonna go to back to the American side. I hope they win. I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley. Uh, I look at what Xander has done, you know, this year towards the end of this year, and it, it hasn't um, led to any wins. The tour championship was a phenomenal performance, but he is so reliable tee to green, but he's also, I think one of the best putters on the U S team. Yeah. And he's been putting really well this year. I mean, he's gained strokes putting in every event since the Wells Fargo. You know, it's been really consistent, really reliable. He's got a great partner in Patrick Cantlay. And ultimately, my choice was between these two players, Cantlay and uh, and Shoffley. And the question is, well, you know, who's going to win in singles? Um, and it, it's hard to find a difference between the two. But I give a slight edge to Xander because of his putting. Yeah. I like it. I mean, the, the, him and Cantlay are probably the next two on on my board for just they're they're they work well together. They're playing good golf. Um, it's weird that they haven't won, which I, I don't put a ton of stock in, um, just because of the way they've played at team events in the past. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good pick, uh, Patrick. You got two picks coming up. Yeah, I am in the same boat as Greg where I do believe the U.S. will win this Ryder Cup. But, actually not a but, I'm going to go with the other uh, side of that equation with Patrick Cantlay for my second round pick. I actually like him a little bit more than Xander. You'll hear this term a lot. It hasn't really been thrown out there before, but I think he has this the dog in him. Um, you think Patrick Cantlay has the dog in him? A little more than Xander. Like I said, Xander's got wet socks a lot, and Cantlay... Just seems to get a little more when he's in it, uh, as opposed to Xander, which we saw with that uh, fantastic draw in Sunday singles in 2021, which put him 0.5 ahead of Xander by week's end. Um, so I do like I like Cantlay a lot, but my next pick is who I think will be the MVP of this Ryder Cup, and it's going to be Max Homa. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have very high expectations for Homa. When you think about the Ryder Cup, people always discuss a, la- a launch pad for uh, these guys' careers. People are saying it could happen for Ludwig. It happened to Scotty Scheffler. We saw it work with Jordan Spieth in the past. I think, honestly, this could this Ryder Cup could serve as that for Max Homa off that top 10 at the Open. He's been playing great golf, and he gets more and more confident uh, each and every season where – a strong performance where, you know, he goes three and oh or something like that. Three, one and one, something along those lines after a great president's cup debut uh, could really serve him well going into 2024. Patrick, how would you, I like the home, pick, it might be uh, maybe a little early, but I, I respect putting yourself out there. How would you explain Xander and can't lie differing uh, uh, major championship records? Um, Xander gets himself in the mix only to get hurt and Cantlay kind of crawls up there during the weekend and they kind of finish in the same position. At least that's what it's, it's felt like the past uh, couple years. I, I don't know. Cantlay just doesn't get himself 
in the mix at all, which to Xander's credit, you have to applaud him for going out there. Uh, you think about, what was it? The 21 masters with Hideki. Yep. 18 mm-hmm. car Neusti with the baby on the 71st hole. And, I mean, this year at LACC, the bunker on the 37th hole, the first weekend. Um, that was tough. So you have to applaud him for getting up, dusting himself off, and, and getting himself into contention. As for Cantlay, it's like, what the hell are we doing, man? You're way too talented to not even, like, not sniff weekend contention at a major championship. So I, it's unexplainable, really. But you're not, that's working against your case for Cantlay having the dog in him. Well, he just hasn't unleashed the dog. He hasn't given himself the opportunity to let the dog off the leash. That that you know, let the dog eat, right? One one time, he's never lost in Sunday singles in his Ryder Cup career. Zane. You know, it it is interesting because can't if they. I'm not sure if it's this close, but let's just say hypothetically they finish in the same positions. Um, you know, Cantlay leaves feeling good because he got him. You know, he finished strong. And Xander leaves feeling hurt because he ended poorly. It's kind of a, you know, you leave in totally different positions. And I'm not sure which is better. I mean, because Cantlay hasn't been able to start in any of these. But when it gets, when it comes to Ryder Cup and team events, he seems to bring a, a different level of ice. Um, yeah. My turn again. Okay. Greg, you're you're up. Third round pick. You got so far. You've got Scotty Shuffler and Xander Shoffley on your squad. Yep, I'm going back to the American side, and this is also maybe a little bit early, <laughs> maybe, but I think he could be the MVP of this Ryder Cup. Almost was in the last Ryder Cup, and it's Colin Morikawa. Uh, I I have a slight edge on Morikawa over Homa. <laughs> I think his ball striking has been a little bit better. Holma showed me a lot in his ability to still score and, and finish strong without his best tee to green play. Uh, but Colin Morikawa has been so reliable, so robotic with everything he's done off the tee. And I look at his putting stats and they're not that bad. Uh, I think he's really close to kind of taking the next step. Hard to imagine for a guy that's done all he's done. Uh, but but I think you see Colin Morikawa next year really get himself in the mix a lot more, um, and and I think it starts this week in Rome. Greg, who uh, obviously we saw that pairing with Dustin Johnson at Whistling Straits, and they tried a few different players there at Quail Hollow. Cameron Young being one of them. Who would you pair Morikawa with in foursomes and four ball? I think uh, I think Brooks is an option. I'm not in, in either format. Um, I, I think you have an option with, um, you know, a Clark or, or a, a Harmon, which I know would be very unique, but if the setup is right, Brian Harmon could be a great pairing for him, but I'm not sure if he has a lock parent. You know, I, I think you could see him with Kepka first. That'd be my first choice. And if it doesn't go well, which I think it will, then I think you could see him play with, um, one of the other guys that doesn't have a lock pairing like uh, like a Clark or a uh, Harmon. Yeah, I know, I know that uh, Patrick and I are kind of desperate for a, a Harmon-Brooks pairing, uh, which I don't know if, you know, I, I think I think 
uh, I think that our reasoning for putting guys together is pretty elementary compared to what the actual reasons eventually end up being, you know, in the, in the team room and, and with the, the, uh, statisticians and, and all these different things. I just think that we're pretty, or at least I feel fairly uninformed as it relates to those things. But I mean, and, and so that's prefacing what I'm about to say, which is, you know, Kepka and Morikawa are both, both missing their partners from last time. Daniel Berger's not there and uh, Dustin Johnson's not there. So it seems like a pretty, to me, that seems like, again, this is dumb and elementary, but it seems like a pretty straightforward, like, okay, just throw those guys together, you know? Right. Yeah. You don't have Dustin. Well, you know, Brooks and Dustin are the same player. So let's throw, uh, we'll, we'll throw Kepka in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Okay. Let's see. Where are we here? Third round pick for me. Well, I've got three and four coming up. I'm going to get, I, I actually think Europe is going to, um, gosh, actually, I don't, I don't know who I think is going to, I think it's going to be really close. So I'm, I'm, I'm how close the Ryder cup is going to be is informing, uh, my picks. And I'm trying to pick guys that I think are going to play a lot of matches. And so with my third round pick, I'm going Tommy Fleetwood here. Uh, he obviously was incredibly successful in Paris before Tony Fino baptized him on Sunday. Uh, I think he went four, one and zero in Paris, uh, and he's playing great golf. You know, this is this is maybe the best golf he's played since Paris. Uh, he was not very good in in um, twenty, really over the last uh, what twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. He was just okay. And now over the last 15 months, he's, he's really uh, stepped it up and has been, has been playing good golf. So I like Fleetwood. I think he's going to probably play quite a bit, uh, especially when you consider, you know, Ro- Rose is a little older. Sepp Strzok is a rookie. Hoygaard's a rookie. Uh, McIntyre is kind of a question mark. So I think they're going to ride those top three, four, five guys quite a bit. Uh, and I've got, I've got three of them. So. Uh, and then my fourth round pick, I've got the first pick of the fourth round. I'm going to go, this is hard. I'm going to go with, gosh, I can't believe I'm about to do this. I'm going to go with Brian Harmon. Oh, I thought you were going to go with a different American there. Mm -mm, Wow. You thought I was going to go JT and I thought about it, but (laughs) I'm going Brian Harmon. I'm way in on him. Um, I, I think there's a scenario. The, the concern here is I don't know how much he's going to play. Like he might only play three matches, but I just, he has that, he has that like doesn't really care. I mean, cares, but cares the right amount attitude that you need at something like this. And he's played tremendous golf this year. Obviously I just, I think he's going to be surprisingly really good on the U S side. I think that's a really good pick. Uh, maybe a little early again. You probably could have gotten him later, uh, but I, I think it's a good. I think it's a really good play. Um, accurate, great, very reliable on the greens. I, I think a lot of guys would like to play him, and you know he's got the dog in him. <laughs> oh yeah, Patrick's dog. Okay, oh, great. Yeah. All right, you're you've got okay. You've got three Americans so far. You've got Scotty yep. Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, and Colin Morikawa. Who's going to be your fourth round pick? Yeah, I got to mix in some euros here. 
uh, or at least one. And I'm going to go with Tyrrell Hatton, who I think has a chance to, I love the Fleetwood pick. You know, I was kind of, as I'm looking ahead, like the way you do when you're calling plays, KP, uh, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> ahead thinking, all right, Fleetwood, if it's not Fleetwood, it's Hatton. I think Fleetwood and Hatton might play together, which I think would be a really good pairing and could be a, a Mollywood kind of situation. We'd have to come up with a different name. Uh, but I, I think he could really perform well. He's been hitting the ball great, played great at the BMW uh, PGA. Um, and, and I like his game. I, I think he'll get some usage. Some usage. I like that word. Good enough to throw it in. All right. I will round out the fourth round with a guy we've mentioned somewhat, Brooks Kepka. Okay. Uh, if he's going to play with Morikawa, sign me up for that pairing. Absolutely. I know the recent form has been somewhat poor since his win at the PGA Championship, but I liked what he had to say uh, this week at Live Golf Chicago that all his preparation has been with the Ryder Cup in mind. It seems like he's really taking it seriously. Uh, Sports Illustrated asked him about that Golf Digest article from a few mm. years ago, and he goes, you guys spun it that way. So he's already mad at the media, which I love. You get an angry Brooks, the Brooks who almost broke his wrist at Whistling Straits when he made Sergio spit out his water for, for a ruling there. Uh, if he shows up, if Major Brooks shows up, the U.S. will be in very good shape. God, the the Ryder Cup so absurd. Like he was trying to get a relief from a like a drain. Yeah, it was a drain out of a bunker. And Sergio was like mocking him, and Berger was hollering. It was oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, that was something else. It's I best. forgot about that. I didn't forget about Brooks's uh, golf digest article and that was not spun the wrong way. That was, that was, he was, he did that to himself. I do. I do love that. He's pissed off about it though. I think that's great. Uh, okay. We're going to take a quick break here. Word from our partners. We'll come back and finish out the, uh, the last four rounds of the draft. Okay. Round five, uh, Patrick, I'm going to read through your picks so far, and then you can kick us off for the second half of the draft. You've got Victor Hovland, and then in three Americans, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Brooks Kepka. Who are you taking with your fifth pick? Got to get back on the European train. And after the top four or five, it's kind of murky waters for the Europeans, I think, trying to figure out who's going to play, how much and whatnot. So I'm going to go with the hottest hand and the hottest name in the streets, Mr. Yes. Ludwig aberg wow i'm I'm gonna take him here i think he has a really good chance uh a high usage player to steal a term from greg (laughs) i I think he has a great chance to be one of those and really shine and if he gets that pairing with rory McIlroy to get someone like him in the fifth round it's kind of a steal yeah i now we get into like the stacking right you Mm -hmm. you start to find the the guys who are going to play with the stars yeah, I, I love that. I uh, I wanted to take him, but I don't know. I don't, why did I take Brian Harmon in the fourth round? I don't know. That's one you're going to maybe that regret the late. Is reap of the draft? Uh, yeah, for sure. But I, 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 yeah, I wanted to take an American, and I just panicked. Um, okay, Greg, your fifth pick. So far, you've got Scheffler, Shoffley, Morikawa, and Tyrell. Tyrell. Yep. So I, I think I got to go back to the U.S. because um, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be sitting here on the board. 
Um, it's going to be my first overall pick. Um, if I'm going to go in, I may as well go all in. I'll go with Sam Burns, superstar, who didn't win, who didn't win a match at the President's Cup. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of usage, uh, and and I'm going to stack him up with Scotty Scheffler. Okay. Do you, looking back on it, are you guys surprised he was the only player at the President's Cup to play all five? For sure. Well, if you look at the wiki page, yes. Um, but he played great. Mm-hmm. And and I think the captains, I've heard Fred Couples talk about this on his radio show. And the, the guys were all like they, they knew what happened at Quail Hollow. And, and they weren't looking at the records the way the corrupt or crooked golf media <laughs> looks at the records. Right, you know they're watched. They're, they're they're a little deeper in there. They know they know how how he played, and he played great. He yeah, he 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 did. Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> that's interesting. I, I I'm actually going to stack as well, but I'm going to stack with with two guys that I don't have yet, and I'm going I'm going all in, and I'm taking I'm I'm dying on this hill, Patrick McDonald. Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Oh man, yeah, JT, time. JT's back. We're di- we're dialed in. He might he might go five and zero. What if he goes five and zero? What's that? What's that media tour going to be? What if he goes five zero and zero to win the Ryder Cup, Patrick? I mean, we'll be right. That that's what that will mean. I'm sure he'll say that at the press conference. Thank you to Kyle Porter. <laughs> Patrick McDonald. That's the the added boost of confidence I needed. It wasn't the top five finish at the Fortnite Championship, my first since February of 2023. No, it was the corrupt golf media backing me for the Ryder Cup when no one wanted me. Did you see the uh, Did you see Brennan Porath's tweet today about the Did you see the guy that lost his mind trying to fight the other guy in the golf cart? Oh, that he, took that was he took his shirt off. Yeah, did you see yeah. this, Patrick? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brennan Pora said that's going to be JT when the first time somebody doesn't give him a putt inside the leather in Rome next week. I will say the one thing I hope never happens this upcoming week is uh, the situation like number one at Whistling Straits where everyone just got you know mad because they weren't giving putts and Bryson like put his like thirty foot putter on the ground. And- <laughs> Like inside the hole when he didn't get a putt. You remember that? It's like it's like a it's like a pole vault pole. <laughs> He's like looking at Shane Lowry, like, what the hell, dude? Are you kidding me right now? It's like a it's like a 12 foot putt. So you, you I, should I, never I, expect a putt to be given. If it's if it's so short that it should be given, just make just knock it in. You would think, Greg, but these guys they get they get a little pissy about it. Yeah, they get frustrated with it. Entitled. I, I love it. I think that the, the I, I tweeted it the other day, but the video of JT and Spieth not giving that putt at the President's Cup last year. Oh, yeah. Where Spieth went to ask him and JT was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Great. <laughs> JT's the most like, he, he has the biggest differentiation between gets mad when you won't give him a putt, but also doesn't give any putts. Like, disparity <laughs> yeah. there is the widest of anybody in in I think in the world, like in all of golf. And I don't think I'd give JT any putts. Just saying. No. That group. No. <laughs> Gosh, that's going to be 
Yeah, that could be tough to watch. Okay, Greg. Uh, Scheffler, Shoffley, Morikawa, Hatton, Burns. Who you got for your sixth pick? Yeah, I'm going to go um, back to the European side here. And I think I got to take best available. I know a lot of conversation about Rory and Ludwig, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Shane Lowry and Rory <laughs> McIlroy went together. So I'm going to go with Shane Lowry. I think he's been playing a lot better golf than he's gotten credit for. Uh, it, he is reliable. He's solid. He's going to be a big part of this team. I love it. I think that I, I, the, to me, uh, Patrick and I have talked about this, that the Adrian Moronk versus Shane Lowry conversation was outrageous, like just absolutely insane. Lowry is a major champion. He's, he's not been great this year, but if you look at his his numbers, it's like I don't know. He's finishing T twelve like every other week. Yeah. It's not like he's missing every cut, you know. Right, and it, that hurts you on the PGA tour. You need, you know, it's a good learning moment for what when you got to finish inside the top seventy instead of one twenty five. You need those high finishes. You can miss cuts, but you need you need a, yeah. a second place finish. You need a you know a couple of T threes in there. And yeah. he didn't have that this year, uh, but it didn't signify the level of his game, in my opinion. But it, he's he's somebody that's a little bit like Kepka for me, Greg, where he, they're very different as people, obviously, but just kind of a big game hunter. Like he can he can turn it up in a given week, I think in a way that not everybody can. And some of that's it, it, the, him and Kepka do it in a different way. Lowry rides more on emotion and Kepka. I don't know what Kepka's deal is, but they, they definitely both do it. And I think, I think Lowry has a chance to have a really special week. It's um, it'll be interesting to see who he gets paired with. And that's why, you know, he goes in the sixth round. Um, but if, if you knew who he was going to get paired with, I think he'd be cho- chosen a lot earlier. And to the big game hunter thing, he does. He definitely rides on that emotion, but he he feels to me like somebody who circles events on his calendar, you yep. know, and puts all of his focus on the Masters. Not not this past year, or the year before, it felt like the Masters was his mission for the entire year, uh, and almost got it done. It hurts him when he when he doesn't, uh, but but it just signifies that he's got. He's got certain events. He's got his eyes on certain events and and tries to peak for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, Patrick, you got two picks here. Your team, Victor Hovland, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Brooks, Brooks Kepka, and Ludwig Eberg. Eberg. Uh, who's your seventh pick? Or who's your sixth pick? And then who's your seventh pick? When Greg said best available on the European side, I thought he was going to take Mr. O five and O Matt Fitzpatrick. He is my sixth round pick. I understand the Ryder cup has not been kind to him, but if you look at what has happened after the Ryder cup, those two, he won the DP world tour championship a few weeks later in 2016. He won out Valderrama a couple weeks later in 2021 it's his first Ryder Cup home in Europe. Maybe the home fans, that comfort level gets him over the home. He's just way too good to be 0-5 in a Ryder Cup, uh, and he's been playing some decent golf. So I'm going to take the Englishman here. And then number seven to get back on the American train, Greg calls him half and half because all he does is have his matches in the Ryder Cup. It is one Ricky Fowler. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't really know what to expect from him. Yeah, look at that. Three, seven, and five. He doesn't have a winning record in any of the three formats. It's not um, good. It, it could it could be great. It could be bad. Uh, the form towards the end of the season wasn't super encouraging, but he's a really well-rounded player, and I think he's someone who can be paired with a lot of different people. So he gives Zach Johnson a ton of flexibility, and that could you know maybe lead to him getting three matches, potentially four if he's playing well. So I'll take Fowler with my seventh. He seems like the kind of guy um, on this team that is the oh well I'm going to rest can't I'm going to rest uh, Spieth so we'll play Thomas and Fowler or yeah. if it's Kepka and Morikawa uh, one of them is going to rest Fowler fills in with the other it, it, he seems like the filling guy uh, and he's probably the first choice for a filling guy so I I think you're right Patrick I bet you he gets three matches yeah blue go, guy oh, oh and three. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> okay, Greg Ducharme, who's your seventh round pick? Oh, uh, things are getting real yeah, tough here. They're yeah, yes, they are. All right, so we're in a situation now. There's one player on the American side that's probably very underrated right now, but I feel like I'm a little heavy on the American side, and I feel like I got a lot of safety on my team. So I'm going to go with the the. Without question, the most unknown player where we could get oh three, oh four, oh five, and oh, and I think we could probably get a four and oh as well. Uh, and that would be Sepp Straka because oh. It, oh. His, his best is as good as anybody, and his worst, I mean, he, he, he'll find him on the bottom of leaderboards some weeks. It's unbelievable. When he's on, he is on. I don't know what I'm going to get. Um, that's why he's my seventh pick. But I'm going to take a little volatility and and hope that it it plays out for me. I love the yeah. Pick. I do too. That that's who I wanted. It's a great seventh round pick. It's the perfect uh, situation. High ceiling, low floor. That's what you want late in, <laughs> late in a draft. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I'm, I'm, I was hoping that I would get, get him at number, uh, in with my seventh round pick, but I'm going to go with Wyndham Clark, uh, as my seventh round pick. And then on the other, I got to take a European. So my choices are, are Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, um, Justin Rose. And by, by the way, I have... I have three of the four major champions this year. I don't know what that does for you guys, but, uh, and then Nikolai Hoygaard as the, as the other one, I, you know what I'm, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Bobby Mack. I'm taking Ooh. him with the, with the eighth, with the eighth round pick. I don't, he's objectively the worst player in the Ryder cup, just statistically. But I think that in a, in match play in a big moment, I kind of, I kind of love him. Like he would kind of be, uh, I think, kind of frustrating to play against. Where you got this lefty just kind of poofing it around, and you're like, I don't understand how we're tied after 12 holes. He he does give a little uh, Shane Lowry type, and not just because of the body shapes, but you feel like the passion in the arena could bring out the best in him. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby Mack is just thriving. 
this week. Yeah, he's just the opportunity. Living his best life, hitting those that three wood he hit on Rory at at uh, at the Scottish Open this year. Yeah, yeah, that was quite a shot. I'm in. Bobby Mack, eighth round pick. My team's complete. It's Rory, Rom, Fleetwood, Harmon. Uh, the American duo of, of uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, you may have heard of them, and then Wyndham Clark and Robert Bobby McIntyre. Okay. Man, I, I'm looking at my team thinking it's pretty darn good. Um, I have to have the best team, hear, hear names like that. That's a pretty good team too. Um, so this is a tough one. Now you come down to Justin Rose and Nikolai. Um, I'm going to go with the, the veteran. I don't think there's going to be a ton of usage here, but uh, I think he's, I think it's just the right pick. Justin Rose. I think it's the right pick as well. I was surprised to see how good he was in foursomes. He's seven, two and one in his career. So I think you could get three out of, out of him, uh, Greg, which is great. in this late in the draft. Yeah, I, I don't. The thing is, I don't know who he's going to play with. I, I have no idea where you go with him and if you know they use him as like a father figure and play him with hoy try to get you know some rookies get their a feet father wet. figure like like what is he gonna be what's his role gonna be take somebody take somebody under your wing and or or is it gonna be hey let's use let's use him to go get a matt fitzpatrick a point you know those are very <laughs> different things yeah, you you've got you got some problems here, Greg, uh, with Justin Rose, but you also have some things going for you, and that would be he is actually twenty sixth in the data golf rankings, just behind Spieth, just ahead of Ludwig. Uh, he's ahead of obviously JT, Shane Lowry, Sepp Straka, Brooks, uh, Hoygaard, and Bobby Mack. Uh, he's played really good golf this year. The problem is he hasn't played very good golf in the last three or four months. No. No, it's been very shaky. Now he he did put together a great round at the at the BMW, uh, which kind of makes his resume look a whole lot better than it realistically is. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been shaky, but um, but hopefully he can turn the corner, step up the way he always seems to in the Ryder Cup. One yeah, that was time. it. That was the other thing is he's been very good in, in Ryder Cup. So I that's probably who I would take too, which leaves you, Patrick, with the other Hoygaard twin. Yeah, yeah, the 2021 Italian Open winner. I can't believe you guys left me the only man. Or actually, I think Bobby McIntyre won on this golf course too. He did. Um, so the first man to win on this golf course, Nikolai Hoygaard. Um, long driver which I don't know how much that's really going to be a factor. I think he's behind. I think he's, he's fifth in driving distance in this field and 10th in approach actually. Um, so how much he plays could be little, um, but given the opportunity, he's my last pick. I didn't have a choice. So he's on my team. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he's actually been playing pretty good golf recently. You know, he finished T six Scottish open T 23 at the open two top fives in his last three European tour starts. I, I th- There's been a ton of talk, obviously, about Ludwig and, and what he could do, but I, I don't think it's – I don't know. Would it be crazy if, if Nikolai went 2-1-1 one and one or 2-0-1 oh or something like that? I don't think that would be crazy. 
No. no. Europe it, probably really, wins if he does. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. It's just opportunity this this far down the board. Right. He he is the first guy you think of that's gonna go two matches. He seems like the guy that you hide. I'm not sure if that's what they're gonna do, but when you look on paper, that's just that's what it looks like. Yeah, him and Bobby Mack, I'd say, are yeah. potentially liable to not playing a ton. JT. God, I hope I hope he goes five and zero. That would be you. I people, I would never stop talking about that. <laughs> like, and oh, if you get the duo, oh, we're all in trouble if it goes well. But you never know. Yeah. Uh, which way are you guys leaning? And uh, I think you guys both said you think America's going to win. I do. I, I think it will come down to the performance of either Morikawa or Homa to put them over the top. I'm not sure if there's one guy, but I just, I, I look at this team and I'm, I'm trying to think, well, who's the, you know, who's the best pick that we made today. And it could easily be Kyle. Who'd you get in the seventh round? Wyndham Clark, mm-hmm. you know, he, he won the U S open this year. He's been playing great golf. I, you know, when you look at a Brian Harmon who went in the fourth round, uh, and and Wyndham Clark, those guys are they're really good. Yeah, and and so this team is just so deep, and and there's a lot of options in the team room. There's you have foundational teams that don't have a lot of experience losing over here, and and it feels like new blood. It feels like there's a new life in the American Ryder cup team. And I know they lost a little bit of steam, but I I'm not sure they should have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. I might pick a tie. I think it's going to be, I think I'll say this. I think this is going to be the best or the closest Ryder cup we've had since 2012, like 2010, 2012 were awesome. That was Celtic manor, right. In 2010. Was that a Monday finish? It was a Monday finish. It was all jacked up because of the weather. Uh, But then Medina was obviously just incredible in 2012. But since then, it's been, you know, 14 was the Phil Presser was the most exciting thing. Uh, 16 was not really close. You got Reed Rory on Sunday. 18 was a bloodbath. Uh, And then 21 was an even even bigger blood. It was just a blowout. So you, you haven't you haven't really had a ton of drama on Sunday since 2012. And, uh, you know, the fact that you only get this once every two years, I would love some drama on Sunday because that's, uh, there's nothing like that in golf when it's close in Sunday singles. And you've got, uh, did you guys see my question on Twitter, by the way, which two guys do you want the Ryder cup to come down to? If you got to pick any two, like one from each team. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard question because, you would hope that's the last group. And if you're in the team room, you don't really want to be put in the anchor spot. Right. You feel like it's not going to matter. Um, so I don't know how realistic it is, but I, I think well, it doesn't have to be realistic. It's just a, uh, just whoever you want to see. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be, it'd have to be um, Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler for me. Mm. Ooh. I, I think Rory, for sure, but I think I would go with um, <clears throat> Spieth, 
just because it, it seems like over the last decade, the, those have been the two guys kind of carrying the load and entering their thirties and their mid thirties. Now it would be uh, almost poetic, but just cool to see. What I think about for you? me, yeah, I think for me, I like both of those picks. I think it's Rory JT. Yeah. Like if, if for some reason Rory JT are tied, uh, Rory's going to go out first on Sunday. So this wouldn't happen, but if it did, if, if it could, those guys are tied going to like the 10th hole and you, you, it starts to feel like it's going to come down to them for the, for the, for the entire event. I mean, that's, that's like once in a lifetime type stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just, you just can't, you can't do that as a captain. No, Any of no. Them. I mean, maybe Spieth could go last. Well, they've had, I mean, remember back in 2012, Tiger was like one of the last guys on the course at Medina. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So well, it can work I, out in a way where like the matches behind you finish up early. And yes. there's like five holes left and it's like, okay, it's JT and Rory, the yeah. eighth match out or whatever. Seventh yeah. match out. The problem is they, they always send Rory first on the Euro side. So I, do, I just don't yeah. think he would ever even be the eighth guy. Yeah. No. But if you got like Rom and JT or Victor and Spieth or Rom and Kepka Masters rematch, that would be Ooh. pretty pretty Titanic. Yeah, that would be a really good one. I mean, it's not as it's not as romantic uh, as any of the Rory matches, but it's yeah. probably. I mean, that could be the best watch. Yeah, you you also might get Bobby Mack and Wyndham Clark. Who knows? <laughs> Two guys just slinging fades out there, <laughs> slinging fades. Ludwig and Brooks would be pretty good. Ludwig and. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be uh, – I can't wait. I'm heading over on Monday. We're going to have a bunch of pods next week. I think five total, Producer Josh. I think we have five pods uh, starting on, I believe, Tuesday. I don't think we're doing one on Monday. I think Tuesday is our first one. Uh, oh, Monday, sorry. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Monday and Tuesday, and then Friday through Sunday. So I thought it was Tuesday, Wednesday. But I probably won't be on those Monday, Tuesday because I'll be traveling, but uh, we'll definitely be checking in from Rome for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be on with Rick in person, on site. Should be fun. In Rome. When in Rome. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do, but it, it would, whatever we do, we will say when in Rome. <laughs> you mean to tell me this place wasn't built in a day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just all the dad jokes. Rick's not even a dad, <laughs> and he'll be making them. <laughs> okay, great stuff. Patrick McDonald, at Amateur Status on Twitter. Do you say amateur or amateur? That's actually the the running joke behind the name is I say amateur and my friends gave me crap for it back in the day and so this was my my Twitter handle. I they're love like, it. Oh, you're they're like you're so pretentious. I said am- I said the U.S. amateur the other day to some non golf couple friends that we have and they were like, "Why do you say it like that? Why do you say that word like that?" And I was like, "I, I was born. I didn't even know that that's what I did. I just do it." So at amateur status on amateur Twitter, Greg, correct, I think. Yeah. yeah. Greg's right. At the There's real no GFD. No, Sorry. thank you. <laughs> I'm Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. Great stuff today, guys. And we will talk next week.